0: I spent the past few years um, putting myself into situations that are usually very difficult and at the same time somewhat dangerous. I uh, went to prison. Difficult. I worked in a coal mine. Dangerous. I filmed in war zones. Difficult and dangerous. And I spent 30 days eating nothing but this. Fun in the beginning, a little difficult in the middle very dangerous in the end. (laughs) In fact, most of my career I have been immersing myself into seemingly horrible situations for the whole goal of trying to examine societal issues in a way that make them engaging, that make them interesting, that hopefully break them down in a way that make them entertaining and accessible to an audience. So when I knew I was coming here to do a TED talk that was gonna look at the world of branding and sponsorship, I knew I would wanna do something a little different. So as some of you may or may not have heard, a couple weeks ago, I took out an ad on eBay. I sent out some Facebook messages, some Twitter messages, and I gave people the opportunity to buy the naming rights to my 2011 Ted Talk. <laughs> That's right, some lucky individual, corporation, for-profit or non-profit, was gonna get the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, because I'm sure Chris Anderson will never let it happen again. <laughs> to buy the naming rights to the talk you're watching right now that at the time didn't have a title, didn't really have a lot of content, and didn't really give much hint as to what the subject matter would actually be. So what you were getting was this. Your name here presents my TED Talk that you have no idea what the subject is, and depending on the content, could ultimately blow up in your face, especially if I make you or your company look stupid for doing it. But that being said, it's a very good media opportunity you know how many people watch these ted talks it's a lot that's just a working title by the way (laughs) so even with that caveat i knew that someone would buy the naming rights now if you'd have asked me that a year ago i wouldn't have been able to tell you that with any certainty but in the new project that i'm working on my new film we examine the world of marketing advertising And as I said earlier, I put myself in some pretty horrible situations over the years. But nothing could prepare me. Nothing could ready me for anything as difficult or as dangerous as going into the rooms with these guys. (laughs) You see, I had this idea for a movie. What I want to do is make a film all about product placement, marketing, and advertising, where the entire film is funded by product placement, marketing, and advertising. So the movie will be called the greatest movie ever sold. So what happens in the greatest movie ever sold is that everything from top to bottom, from start to finish, is branded from beginning to end. You know, from the above the title sponsor that you'll see in the movie, which is Brand X. Now this brand, the Qualcomm Stadium, the you know Staples Center these people will be married to the film in perpetuity forever Mm -hmm. and so the film explores this whole idea it's what? And in in perpetuity, perpetuity forever. I'm, I'm a redundant person. Yeah. <laughs> that was more for him. It was in perpetuity, Period. For him. But not only are we going to have the Brand X title sponsor, but we're going to make sure so we sell out every category we can in the film. So maybe we sell a shoe, and it becomes the greatest shoe you ever wore. The greatest car you ever drove from the greatest movie ever sold. You know, the the greatest drink you've ever had, courtesy of the greatest movie ever sold. So the idea is beyond just showing that brands are part of your life, but actually get them to finance the film. Is that- get them to finance the film, and actually we show the whole process of how. How does it work the goal of this whole film is transparency you're gonna see the whole thing take place in this movie so that's the uh the whole concept the whole film start to finish and i would love for CEG to help make it happen yeah you know it's, it's funny because when i first hear it it is the ultimate respect for an audience i don't know how receptive people are are going to be to it though do you have a perspective or do you have, i don't want to use angle because that sort of has a negative connotation well, but well, think do, you, do you, me, you sort of know how this is going to pr- play no out no idea how much money does it take to do this? $1.5 million. $1.5 million. Okay. I think that you're going to have a hard time meeting with them, but I think it's you know, certainly worth pursuing a couple of really big obvious brands. Who knows? Maybe by the time your film comes out, we look like a bunch of blithering idiots. What do you think the response is going to be? I, the responses mostly will be no. But is the toughest sell because of the film or is tough sell because of me? Uh, both. <laughs> Meaning uh, not so optimistic. <laughs> So, so, can you help me? I need help. I can help. You. Okay. Good. Good. Awesome. <laughs> we gotta fi- figure out which brands. Yeah. That's that's the challenge. When you, when you look at like the people you deal with... Or, We've got some places we can go. Okay. okay. Turn the camera off. I thought turn the camera off meant let's have an off-the-record conversation. Turns out it really means we want nothing to do with your movie. <laughs> and just like that... One by one, all of these companies suddenly disappeared. None of them wanted anything to do with this movie. I mean, I was amazed. They wanted absolutely nothing to do with this project. And I mean, I was blown away because I thought the whole concept, the idea of advertising was to get your product out in front of as many people as possible, to get as many people to see it as possible, especially in today's world, this, this intersection of new media and old media and the fractured media landscape isn't the idea to get that new buzzworthy delivery vehicle. It's going to get that message to the masses. That's what I thought. But the problem was, you see, my idea had one fatal flaw. And that flaw was this. Actually, no, that was not the flaw whatsoever. That wouldn't have been a problem at all. See, (laughs) this would have been fine. But what this image represents was the problem. See, when you do a Google image search for transparency, this is... This is one of the first images that comes up. So, I like the way you roll, Sergey Brin. No. (laughs) This, this was the problem. Transparency. Free from pretense or deceit. Easily detected or seen through. Readily understood. Characterized by visibility or accessibility of information, especially concerning business practices. That last line being probably the biggest problem. You see, we hear a lot about transparency these days. You know, our politicians say it. Our president says it. Even our CEOs say it. But suddenly, when it comes down to it becoming a reality, something suddenly changes. But why? Well, transparency is scary. Like that odd still screaming bear. It's unpredictable. Like this odd country road. And it's also very risky. What else is? What else is risky? Eating an entire bowl of Cool Whip. That's very risky. Now, when I started talking to companies, you know, and telling them, you know, we wanted to tell this story, and they said, "No, we want you to tell a story." We want you to tell a story, but we just want to tell our story. See, when I was a kid and my father would catch me in some sort of a lie, there he is giving me the look he often gave me, he would say, son, there's three sides to every story. There's your story, there's my story, and there's the real story. Now, you see, with this film, we wanted to tell the real story, but with only one company, one agency willing to help me, and that's only because I knew John Bond and Richard Kirschenbaum for years, I realized that I would have to go on my own. I'd have to cut out the middleman and go to the companies myself. You know, myself, with all of my team. So what you suddenly started to realize, or what I started to realize, is that when you started having conversation with these companies, the idea of understanding your brand is a universal problem. I have friends who make great, big, giant Hollywood films, and I have friends who make little independent films like I make. And the friends of mine who make big giant Hollywood movies say that the reason their films are so successful is because of the brand partners that they have. And then my friends who make small independent films say, well, how are we supposed to compete with these big giant Hollywood movies? And the movie is called The Greatest Movie Ever Sold. And so now how specifically will we see Ban in the film? So anytime I'm getting ready to go, anytime I open up my medicine cabinet, you will see Ban deodorant. (laughs) Well, anytime I do an interview with someone, I could say, are, are you are you fresh enough for this interview? Are you are you ready? You look a little nervous. I want to help you calm down. So maybe you should uh, maybe you should put some on for the interview. So we'll offer you know one of these fabulous scents, whether it's a floral fusion or a Paradise Winds. You know they'll have their chance. You know we'll, we will have have them geared for both male or female. You know solid roll on or stick, whatever it may be. That's the that's the two cent tour. So now I can uh, answer any of your questions and give you the the five cent tour. We are a smaller brand, much like you talked about being a smaller. You know, movie, we're very much a challenger brand, so we don't have the budgets that other brands have. Mm, So, doing things like this, you know, remind people about ban, is is kind of why we're interested in it. What are the words that you would use to describe ban? Ban is blank. It's a great question. I mean, it's a. Technology not the way you want to describe something. Somebody's putting it in their armpit. We talk about bold, yeah, fresh. Okay. I think fresh is a great word that really spins this category into the positive versus yeah. the fights odor and wetness. Right. It's keeps you fresh. Fresh How do we dead. keep you fresher, longer, better freshness, more freshness, three times fresher, things like that that are you know more of that positive benefit? <laughs> and that's a multi-million-dollar corporation. What about me? What about a regular guy? I need to go talk to the man on the street. The people who are like me, the regular Joes, they need to tell me about my brand. How would you guys describe your brand? (laughs) Um, my brand. I don't know, like... I like really nice clothes. 80s revival meets skater punk. Uh, Unless it's laundry day. Right, what is brand Jerry? Unique. Unique? I guess what kind of genre of style I am would be like uh, dark glamour. I like a lot of black colors, a lot of uh, grays and stuff like that, but usually I have an accessory, like sunglasses or um, I like crystal and things like that too. If Dan were a brand, he might be a classic convertible Mercedes Benz. The brand that I am is, uh, I would call it casual fly. Part hippie, part yogi. Brooklyn girl? I don't know. I'm the pet guy. I sell pet toys all over the country, all over the world, so I guess that's my brand. In my warped little industry, that's my brand. My brand is FedEx because I deliver the goods. Failed writer alcoholic brand? Is that, <laughs> is that something? I'm, um, a lawyer brand. <laughs> I'm Tom. <laughs> well, we can't all be Brand Tom. But I do often find myself at the intersection of dark glamour and casual fly. (laughs) What I realized, I needed an expert. I need somebody who could get inside my head. Somebody who could really help me understand what they call your brand personality. And so I found a company called Olsen, Zaltman, in Pittsburgh, who they've helped companies like Nestle, Febreze, Hallmark, discover that brand personality. If they could do it for them, surely they could do it for me. You brought your pictures, right? I did. The very first picture is a picture of my family. And so tell me a little bit how it relates to your thoughts and feelings about who you are. These are the people who shape the way I look at the world. Tell me about this world. This world. Yeah. I think it's the. I think your world is the world that you live in, like the people that are around you, your friends, your family, the the way you live your life, the job you do, like mm-hmm. all those things stemmed and started from one place. And for me, they stemmed and started with my family in West Virginia. What's the next one you want to talk about? The next one. This is the best day ever. How does this relate to thoughts and feelings about who you are? It's like, who do I want to be? I like things that are different. I like things that are weird. <laughs> I like weird things Tell me about the Y phase, what does that do for us? What is the machete? What pupa stage are you in now? Why is it important to reboot? Well, what does the red represent? You. Tell you me a little bit about, about that part. What is it about you that's not for you? What are some other metamorphoses that yeah. to be feared? What kind of role coaster are you on? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Thank you Yeah, thanks for your patience Great job Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot Alright Yeah I don't know what's going to come of this There was a whole lot of crazy going on in there the first thing we saw was this idea that you had two distinct but complementary sides to your brand personality. The Morgan Spurlock brand is a mindful play brand. Those are kind of juxtaposed very nicely together, and I think there's almost a paradox with those. And I think some companies will just focus on one one of their strengths or, you know, or the other instead of focusing on both. Most companies tend to it's human nature to avoid things that they're not sure of avoid fear those elements and you really embrace those and you actually turn them into positives for you it's it's a neat thing to see what other brands are like that the first one here is a classic uh, apple and you can see here too target we mini from mini coopers and jet blue now there's playful brands and mindful brands those sort of things that have come and gone but a playful mindful brand is a pretty powerful thing Playful, mindful brand. What is your brand? If somebody asked you to describe your brand identity, your brand personality, what would you be? Are you an up attribute? Are you something that gets the blood flowing? Are you more of a down attribute? Are you something that's a little more calm, reserved, conservative? Up attributes are things like being playful, being fresh, like the Fresh Prince, contemporary, adventurous, edgy or daring like Errol Flynn, nimble or agile, profane, domineering, magical or mystical like Gandalf. Are you more of a down attribute? Are you mindful, sophisticated like 007? Are you established, traditional, nurturing, protective, empathetic like the Oprah? Are you reliable, stable, familiar, safe, secure, sacred, contemplative, or wise like the Dalai Lama or Yoda? Over the course of this film, we had 500 plus companies who were up and down companies say, no, they didn't want any part of this project. They wanted nothing to do with this film, mainly because they had no control. They would have no control over the final product. But we did get 17 brand partners who were willing to relinquish that control, who wanted to be in business with someone as mindful and as playful as myself, (laughs) and who ultimately empowered us to tell stories that normally we wouldn't be able to tell. Stories that an advertiser would normally never get behind. They enabled us to tell the story about neuromarketing as we got into telling the story in this film about how now they're using MRIs to target the desire centers of your brain for both commercials as well as movie marketing. We went to Sao Paulo where they banned outdoor advertising in the entire city for the past five years. There's no billboards, there's no posters, there's no flyers, nothing. And we went to school districts where now companies are making their way into cash-strapped schools all across America. What's incredible for me is the the projects that I've gotten the most feedback out of or I've had the most success in, are ones where I've interacted with things directly and that's what these brands did. They cut out the middleman. They cut out their agencies and said maybe these agencies don't have my best interests in mind. I'm going to deal directly with the artist. I'm going to work with him to create something different. Something that's going to get people thinking. that's going to challenge the way we look at the world. And how has that been for them? Has it been successful? Well, since the film premiered at the Sundance Film Festival, let's just take a look. According to Burrell's, The movie premiered in January and since then and this isn't even the whole thing, we've had more than 900 million media impressions for this film that's literally covering just like a two and a half week period, that's only online, no print no TV, the film hasn't even been distributed yet, it's not even online, it's not even streaming, it's not even been out into other foreign countries yet, so ultimately this film has already started to gain a lot of momentum and not bad for a project that almost every ad agency we talk to advise their clients not to take part what I always believe is that If you take chances, if you take risks, that in those risks will come opportunity. I believe that when you push people away from that, you're pushing them more towards failure. I believe that when you train your employees to be risk averse, then you're preparing your whole company to be reward challenged. I feel like that what has to happen moving forward is we need to encourage people to take risks. We need to encourage people to not be afraid of opportunities that may scare them. Ultimately moving forward, I think we have to embrace fear. We've got to put that bear in a cage. (laughs) Embrace fear. Embrace risk. One big spoonful at a time, we have to embrace risk. And ultimately, we have to embrace transparency. Today, more than ever, a little honesty is going to go a long way. And that being said, through honesty and transparency, my entire talk, embraced Transparency has been brought to you by my good friends at EMC, who for $7,100 bought the naming rights on eBay. <laughs> EMC, turning big data into big opportunity for organizations all over the world. EMC presents Embrace Transparency. Thank you very much, guys.